Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly. Today is September 27th, 2020. I am your host, Will Chambers. To my left, as always, professional better Tyler Walgy. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello. He's here. Top, top of the morning to you. That's right. We're Hello. here in foggy London town this uh, morning. Foggy, blokey London town. Uh, Producer Sm- Smitty, say hello. Just kidding. Producer Smitty is not here. Uh, very unfortunate news, actually. Uh, Producer Smitty, dead of COVID. Uh, passed away. Um, <laughs> we are kidding, of course. And just a joke, by the way, making light of a... Uh, he is in quarantine because he... Uh, you know, through contact tracing. We're not actually sure. Uh, all we know is that we don't know what's his, his fiancée is just sick right now and possibly has the symptoms. So we don't we don't know any news as far as positive tests or anything. But just to be safe, you know, we are uh, we are keeping him out of the studio. He is alive. He's I, not allowed was, anywhere near here. <laughs> he is alive, <laughs> though. It was just a joke. Shout out to Smitty. I'm sure he's watching uh, and yes. listening. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 kind of a scary time obviously what's going on right now yeah um hopefully everything comes back and it's just the flu how often do you say that do we have any hopefully they've got the flu do we have any woos media like roster rules as far as like kind of how college football does where if you have so many people out like if if you test positive or you get sick then what do we do no producer no show but here we are yeah okay so tyler is now against the forces being being the producer and and the uh the co-host and professional gambler he's wearing a lot of hats we got the sound here we got the computer here for those watching on YouTube. I'm controlling today. It's going to get crazy. He's in charge. It's going to be weird. I'm yeah. in charge. So uh, Smitty is on the hot seat right now. His yeah. job looking awfully easy for well, and and, and for those <laughs> uh, for those who watch on YouTube, we got his camera because there's no camera to be on. Oh, him. that's right. So uh, we're going to be we got Smitty's going to be doing some experimental things today with. Uh, you want me to show Layla Ryan's camera? Yeah, sure. We got yeah. Layla Jones over here, the yeah. uh, mascot for yeah. Woo's Media. There you go. Say hello, Layla. <laughs> She's like, "What are you? What is this? What are you doing? Get this out of my face!" Uh, but it's going to be a good show. We'll try and get through these next couple of shows without him, and yep. uh, he'll come back ready to go. Hopefully, he's going to watch a lot of college football. He will be back. Time. Wouldn't it be super fucked up if he actually did die? <laughs> <laughs> After I made a joke about it, uh, nothing yeah, could be worse. Be. Yes. So we would, if that does happen, we're deleting the show from the internet. Uh, you know, in respect for his family. Um, I got my uh, my uh, pumpkin spice coffee today, and I got my K cups back. Very. Oh, you're so. Be- the, the combination <laughs> of basic has never been higher. To have a cake, <laughs> a, a pumpkin spice K cup. You're, he's also wearing UGG yeah, boots, folks. I am so basic. He's got UGG boots. I am. That's cool. Just I've got so my seltzer, basic bitch. my seltzer water with my Harvard koozie. Uh, I like that. Shout out to the Ivy Leagues. That's right. Well, I sh- I'm sure the weekly the listeners League. know I am. Uh, I'm very highly educated. Graduated from Harvard uh, yes. in 1989. So he's highly educated. Shout out to all my fellow. You know, me and Zuck go way back. Zuckerberg, we were there together. No big deal. Will actually got Zuckerberg. He was part of that whole thing. I invented Facebook, and he yeah. stole it from yeah. me. Total bullshit. Should be a billionaire. Um, <laughs> today's show was a good one, though. We've got uh, some college football news. We're going to obviously go over last week's games. We got We've got news. some fun. We're, we're going to do a segment that we're bringing back from last year, Tyler's uh, outdated movie reviews. Yep. We're going to pick a movie for that. Tyler's got a movie game for me. Of course, we have best bets, and uh, maybe some, some, some more stuff after that. But I think we really should start with uh, Tyler's three zero on the bet board, and well Three-0. deserving of it. Congratulations, thank you. I had a horrible. Here. Since I'm in charge of the uh, the sound again, you know what that means. We get sound effects back for one okay. show. Okay. 
very tepid applause for <laughs> for, for, for Tyler winning. Like We're in front of a the live audience of three people. Um, so, is that great or what? but whatever, you do deserve the applause. You're three and zero on the bet board. I had a hell of a day uh, against the spread on Saturday. Ended up going two and five on Saturday. It was not not good. So Tyler gets the two bet board wins, which of course was he picked Mississippi State. And not only did they cover, they won outright. Mississippi State, in Mike Leach. fashion. Uh, and he also picked Tennessee, which actually we had at three and a half, not minus four. They ended up winning by four. Oh, so no. oh we did have We did, because you wanted three, and I made you take three and a half. I will change that. Um, but you did get it, and, and if it had been four, it would have been a push. So thankfully, uh, I, 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 you know, the honor system here, I could have just like lied and been like, oh, but what? It was four. No, I didn't do that. Tyler... Uh, Tyler, you were you were right but on. But if you would have done that, then uh, then what would have happened is I would have gone back and checked, remembered that I was three and zero, and said, "Oh yeah, it was." I'm not so sure that you would have got <laughs> it, but uh, you know what? That's okay because once again, honor system. I am an honest man. I never told a lie. Me and George never, Washington. Never. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, get you get the two. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was um, I heard something really weird the other day. You want a fun fact? Yes. Sorry, G- George Washington. Uh, I heard on a podcast that George Washington, his teeth were not wooden. They were like other people's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so scary. Well, I, I always heard that like that was the thing back then was wooden teeth. And then he had wooden teeth. You're telling me he had what, like they would pull well, the teeth from dead people? Not te- only mouth? did he not have wooden teeth, he lied about having wooden teeth. So there's two right off the... Did he lie or did other people lie when telling uh, the stories see, about him? I'm not so sure. He cut down the cherry tree, you know, So and he admitted it to Which his father. I don't know why you would cut down a cherry tree. You're you're diminishing yourself of years of cherry cherries. generation. Cherries are delicious, and too. And I love cherry pie. I love cherries. I love cherry pop tarts, mm. which a lot of people don't. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. That's <laughs> disgusting. You don't like cherry pop tarts? No, I love cherry pop. I don't like any of the like regular pop tart flavors. I'm going pop tart. I'm going for like apple cinnamon oh. or uh, or sorry, brown sugar cinnamon, and then s'mores. The s'mores one is like so underrated. Classic. Do you want to know what a sicko I am? Yes, I do. I like to get the. No frosting. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. What is wrong I with you? I like the, the 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 texture, the feel of it. You just love. I bet you loved those Nutrigrain bars too. That every parent's pack no, for their because kids that's that not. It's not like the shit. same. It's not the same. Ew, dude. That's, I don't. Nothing ju- has has I given me a worse. Those. No, I know, but like the fact that you will have a frostingless pop tart is yeah. like. <laughs> Oh man, that's you, really you've got to live a little. That's Will. bad. You've got to live a little. You've got to try no, that. I'm the one living. I'm <laughs> eating the frosting. You're not like you need to live a little. Put some frosting on your pop tart. No, man. it's not about Gross. having frosting to have the frosting. It's truly better with no frosting. I'm telling you. And you know what's not? It's not just. Here's the beautiful thing about frostingless pop tarts. It's not just the top that's better. There's something different about the bottom. <laughs> the bottom is also better. I promise you, it's like cooked that can't better. Be real. It like cooks better without the frosting. I don't know the the science behind it, but I promise you, you've got to try it and appreciate the bottom. It's it's. I it's will a try. New I will try like a a, uh, a frostingless pop tart when you go camping. How about that? That is not even close. I'm giving you a rewarding experience. Something so am I. Camping is great, and you hate camping. Sleeping on rocks, eating cold beans out of a can is not my definition of a good time well 
you a pop tart while you're watching your favorite Netflix fl- flick, <laughs> then there you go. Nothing better. Terrible. Well, you did get the bet board wins and none uh, bigger, obviously. I feel like we just need to lead the show with Mike Leach's SEC debut. Mike Leach is, again, the most underrated coach in the entire country. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Well, this is not some take after they win the first time went to the SEC. This is not even a take after Gardner Minshew. I've been saying this since they were going 7-6 and six in the Pac-12. That's true. Mike Leach teams for Washington State. He is, in terms of implicate, uh, uh, implementing a system getting his players to immediately buy in. I mean, that was your concern, and I think it was a valid concern last week that this team was not used to this kind of an offense where they're going to respond. Now, obviously, they responded quite well, but I give a lot of that credit to Mike Leach. He wins wherever he goes. He seems to get the most out of his players. His players love him, and we love him because he's great in interviews. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's great in front of him. I do love him. My my doubts about him like in this game and in... And how he would do in the SEC had nothing to do with how much I like or dislike him. I love so Mike Leach. So are you still I love not the in on, my, on him no, as No, no, no. I am now, first of all. I, like, well, I think what's apparent from this game is that he's never had the talent at any of the other schools. Like, this is the first place where he shows up and it looks like he's finally got, like, SEC caliber talent, right? Yeah, he was and, at uh, Texas Tech and then Washington State. Right. And so, and that was extremely impressive. My biggest doubts about this game, honestly, and you mentioned it, was they didn't get a spring you know there was no spring football so that just to me i thought like okay there's no reps how is he going to implement a new system and 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 against lsu right out of the, out of the shoot you know on the road and look we're going to know more as the season goes on how good lsu is if mississippi state if this you know who knows maybe next week they they have a flub i don't think so but, but I mean, come on let, let's incredible let's right now play the game with lsu ceiling and floor okay yeah ceiling for lsu now that they're oh and one or one and one oh and one oh and one yeah Obviously, it's going to be how many games they're playing this year? Uh, nine, eight or nine. Eight or nine. Whatever they're there playing, it's eight, eight and one if it's nine, nine and one if it's ten. You get what I'm saying, okay? Yeah. The the best they can do is that. I don't think they're going to get there. No, they're definitely right? not getting there. But they're not going to be a 500 team. This is LSU. So. They've got a very good defense. You I never mean, know, I suppose, but you're probably right. I think they will beat down on the lower. Their win total still, I think, is seven and a half this morning I saw. I mean, they're still expected to win games. Yeah. So whatever the, a lot the, of talent. the number. That's why I picked That's it, my whole point. And it, to be fair, I mean, like, and uh, you know, you obviously picked Mississippi State to cover the spread. I don't think you would have picked them out right. No one did, right? No one picked them, especially to, well, in this fashion. It was incredible. No, and anyone who says that line was wrong, it shouldn't have been 17. Right. The line's never off by 17 points. Right. <laughs> I promise right. you that. The line's never off by three points. Right. So... What we saw was a combination of, I think, everything we, t- we, t- we just talked about. Yeah. We actually talked a little bit about last week. The, the Mike Leach system, which I think that that happens because... What he does, I, I believe, I'm not in the locker room, he simplifies it. He makes it easy. You know, he gives the receivers their tree route. He he makes it easy when they call plays. Right. You know, I mean, it's not a, it, it's complicated in terms of what's going on with all 11 guys. But if you boil it down in an individual player basis, I mean, I think he communicates with his players very well and they learn because they it, he simplifies everything. Yeah. So for I think sure. what we saw was that simplified system, uh, an underrated team who had a lot of athletes who wasn't playing under a good system before, and then LSU who lost a lot of players. And let's not discount two things. The fact that they lost a lot of guys right before the game. I mean, not lost in terms of injury. There were reports like two hours before the game of two or three key players on LSU that right. just weren't going to play. And some of them didn't even have injury concerns. Okay, So that's the first thing. Yep. The second thing is what that does to the rest of the, of the players on LSU. They're now seeing their teammates not going out for whatever reason. I mean, could it right. be NFL reasons? Could it be whatever? It wasn't coronavirus reasons. That was sure. Yeah. So... 
that that's dejecting, and that's not going to get you up as a football team. So I think all of that kind of boiled into LSU just wasn't in a good spot. I think LSU's still going to have a pretty good season. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Look, I root for Coach O last year. You know, kind of made me a bit of an LSU fan, to be honest with you. It was such a fun team to watch, and I love Coach O so much, and some of these players are so great, and so I do. I will be rooting for them. But I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be rooting for Mississippi State now at this point. I mean, look, the SEC has never seen anything like this. It's it's Mike Leach's first game in the SEC, and and they break the single-game passing record. Yeah. KJ Costello had 623 yards, five touchdowns on 60 passing attempts. And do you know what take I absolutely hate? Huh? Well, it's the SEC. They run the SEC. It's like, come on. Don't well, give it. The maybe SEC in the past, that has was true. played the best football out of any football. They can both pass and run. I think that they're efficient in running the football. They're some of the best rushing teams. And what happens is when Alabama plays like a, you know, peanut butter and jelly tech, they just run it for 450 yards, 550 yards, and that skews right. the, the overall numbers. Yeah. They're very proficient passing teams. Look at last year with Joe Burrow. I mean, right. l- look at the good quarterbacks who've come through the SEC. So I don't want to hear this whole, well, well they're running conference. I, like, think, I think in the past they were. I think that you've seen the SEC evolve, especially in the last like five to ten years, to much more passing. But I think there is some evidence to that because Joe Burrow and LSU broke all the SEC passing records last year. And look, I, and, think, I think this record's going to get beat. And gonna get big. right. I think the but but the, I mean the, the truth is that in 2004, you know 2008, the SEC was just like ground and pound. We're gonna run it down your throat. And it doesn't. It's not to say they couldn't throw, but that's just most most of the coaches didn't have a philosophy like this. This is the first air raid team we've ever seen in the SEC. Well, I, I feel like football in general has shifted For towards sure. this, yeah. and the SEC was just one of the last to kind of yeah. get on there. Because in Definitely. 2004. A lot of the conferences were, were, were ground and yeah. pound. I mean, the Pac-12 was a lot of ground and pound. Big 10, and yeah. And then, you know, chip, it, it takes one spark. And that's what's so cool about looking back at college football. It takes one team For sure. to change everything. And in the Pac-12, that was Chip Kelly at Oregon. Yep. And that changed the way that whole conference played to today. They still and play the whole, that And all of college football, everyone went tempo after that. Exactly tempo right. Tempo was common now. It, it was a wave that went across the entire right. country of college football. And I believe that this Mike Leach wave is going to set off a passing yeah, trend you're right. the next few years in the SEC. They're going to want to do that. See that, because what he does so well, and we I know this is you know not going to take up too much time, but what Mike Leach does so well and that system does so well is they can, it's third and two, and they're passing the football. They get small yards well. It's not all downfield air raid. That's what that's what people think often right. when they hear air raid offense. They're they're you know running these drags, getting easy screens, yards, screens, yeah, yeah. exactly. But so. it is like all passing. I mean, you just look at the stats. You know, Costello. First of all, I mean, he he broke all his records. He wasn't even efficient. He had he went thirty six for sixty. So, but that's not what his that's not what Leach's system is about. It's volume. It's not efficiency. It's right. we're going to throw it all the time. There were only sixteen rushing attempts for Mississippi State all game and sixty passing attempts. You look at their running back, uh, Kalen Hill. He's the running back, right? He ran the ball seven times for 34 yards and caught the ball eight times for 160. So, <laughs> so you know, it is, it's obviously, it's, it's passing first. It doesn't mean they're never going to run. And you're right. It doesn't mean they only throw deep, but it's not the SEC that we're used to and it's working so well. And we're going to see one thing I did, uh, you know, it was common for Leach at both Texas Tech and Washington State was that, you know, they would run through a certain number of teams and they would find one team that just knew how to stop that. And, and, my worry is that once you become so reliant on one thing, which is, you know, it, like that's my only worry with, with Mississippi State is that if, let's say, KJ Costello is not having a good game, 
or the team they're playing has a really good secondary and they can shut that down. Are you like, can they win if they're forced to run? I'm not sure that they can. Well, we're going to see what happens. But, but again, that's real. That's so much easier said than done. Because for sure, if yeah. you just shut shut down the the passing attack that right. the Mississippi State's going to have, you leave yourself so vulnerable on the inside, and they're, they're going to get shredded. Yeah. And we've seen uh, Mike Leach in the Pac-12 now for a couple of years. I know you love your Pac-12 after dark. I, yes. I've watched him against CU. And I, I do think it's underrated how much they can run the football and how efficient they can be. And they're cranking out 15 yards a run. I mean, when they're running efficiently in some games against some teams, which I think is going to be very effective against the really, really good SEC teams, is they're going to be able to to run and set up the run with the pass. And I mean, in those games, they're going to have 200, 300 yards. On their, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Right. They can have 250 on the ground. Oh, averaging I doubt 20 that, yards, but we'll see. Averaging 20 yards a pop, and maybe that's a little high, but they can run the football very well and and, and get it done on the ground. I want to sure. see him against like Alabama or Florida because you know when when he was at, at Washington State, for instance, you know he never beat Washington. Maybe that's just because Washington had better talent, or, or maybe it's because Chris Peterson had, knew how to stop that scheme. We, you know, it, may, it could be a combination of both. We're going to find out, and so I can't wait to see the Mississippi State versus Alabama game because I want to see if Saban can shut this down or if it truly is you know, this deadly. I'm excited uh, just to see them week by week. Can they keep improving? Because you know that they're like, it's vanilla. What they've learned yeah. in that playbook is so minimal. So yep. I'm excited for it, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, moving on, we got, the, we got the first AP poll. Um, and look, on, we found out, you know, these rankings are what they are. The preseason rankings, obviously, we found out were stupid. They're always kind of dumb. We, it's easy to... Where should I search? ESPN or uh, what, what should I search for here? Uh, yeah, here, I'll bring it up for you. Uh, oh, yeah, ESPN. Go to ESPN and then go to their college football tab. And then uh, under rankings, just go to the, the first right. one there. All right. You know, preseason rankings had Oklahoma 3 and LSU 6. So we know, and it's hard to rank teams, you know, in preseason. And so... Uh, the new A people, I don't have a ton of problems with it, and I get that they want to reward teams that have played versus you know teams that haven't played yet because now the Big Ten and the Pac-12 is in, they're in these rankings, right? And right, so right, right. I, I do think it's laughable. They have Ohio State at six. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, I, uh, are we going to do like an overrated, underrated type of thing or what? No, I mean, we don't have to. Like, I, I only have a couple, you know, we don't have to go through the whole rankings because it's honestly, you know, if you try to m- make your own top 25, Good luck once you get past like like fifteen. You know it becomes really hard there to to rank those teams. But to have Ohio State six, like they're behind Notre Dame, that's stupid. Ohio State's probably going to wreck. You know most of the teams ahead of them, including so that's those aren't the updated rankings. Okay. That still has LSU six. You got to go to uh, week, uh, huh? Here, so go to... Uh, coaches poll? Should we go to coaches poll? Or I don't know why it's it, uh, not there. Because if normally... I was just looking at it a second ago. So for those AP. of you that are listening, we're, we're, we're bringing it up on the computer for YouTube. Um, that's not updated because they just released a new one in LSU. This is what it was last week. That's and so, so weird. Well, no, because it has Ohio State. I guess... I don't know. I don't know what I'm... I swear it was a new AP poll. Have um, you been smoking that... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Ohio State at six is dumb. They have, uh, yeah, see, it's right <laughs> I love, here. I love AP that AP top 25, week five. I, I just brought it up That's on ESPN, so I don't know why you can't get it. We've So number one, Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Florida. I'm fine with those. Florida looked amazing, by the way. Four, Georgia. Five, Notre Dame. Six, Ohio State. So, and, and mind you, Ohio State got four first place votes, and they're, they're uh, in sixth place. Four to Georgia, Notre Dame. Didn't get any of those. 
So okay, I lo- so I love how you go. Uh, Ohio State's in the whatever place. That's dumb. Oh yeah, it is dumb. <laughs> it's dumb that they're. Well, they should be higher. I'm not saying that I they're. I'm not saying they're too high. Okay, so go. Oh, no, to, I'm not saying. I, I'm just saying your reaction was hysterical. Just click on the NCAA football thing. Don't do anything else. Just click on that. Clicking on up, clicking on up. And then go Do over to rankings. Uh, see all those tabs? Go to rankings. Rankings. And then that first one right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I love that and stadium. Now you're, you're going to see it on the left stadium. side. You'll see it on the left side there. If you could get two tickets, would you get two tickets to the national championship this year or two tickets to paradise? The, isn't the national championship paradise? Oh. That's easy. Same, there we same go. Thing. Um, hey but yeah, yo. I don't really have any complaints past 10. If you look at them. There you go, YouTube audience. We uh, up Miami number eight. That's huge. Good for them. So, you know, obviously they're going to change a lot. I do think it's stupid to have Ohio State at six, but whatever. You know, <laughs> that's like they're, they're clearly just trying to Miami, re- okay. reward teams that have played. I will name teams right now that will not be ranked in the top 10 that are in the top 10. Miami, uh, Texas, Penn State. And well, that's Penn actually, State, uh, Penn, and Notre Dame. Yeah, I Texas agree. is going to blow it this year. We'll see. So yeah, we'll, we might as well get into our week four recap then. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like we should start with uh, Oklahoma. They get upset. They're number three. They had a twenty-one to seven lead at halftime. Wow. They give, they give it all away to Kansas State, and it wasn't even like Kansas State just like turned it on. It was that Spencer Rattler, the new quarterback, threw three picks, a lot of bad turnovers. They were giving K State the ball in really good field position and that's what happens you know spencer this is spencer rattler's first big 12 game he had one game against missouri state so we, we can't take anything away from that and uh he had you know he had a, still had a huge game four touchdowns 380 yards but this is bad if you're an oklahoma fan it's really no bad. kidding i mean the one good news or the good news i guess for oklahoma is they've done this before like oklahoma <laughs> yes. has lost games before is a big favorite and, and early, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if one loss is going to be the worst thing if they can still win the Big 12 this year. For sure. I think the so, winner of the Big 12 still makes the playoff if I it's a too. one loss team. I do too. So, too bad that their uh, cross state rivals are going to win the Big 12 this year. Yeah, but we'll uh, who, <laughs> are, who are obviously the best team in Oklahoma since they're undefeated. So. Uh, I see, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alabama gets the job done against Missouri. That was a piece of cake for them. Georgia, number four. Okay, this game was interesting. At halftime, Georgia was losing to Arkansas 7-5. to five. They only had five points on offense. Like a baseball score. And the reason why is that they had a... a, uh, a they started their quarterback. His name was uh, ooh, White. Uh, hang on, I got it right here. Zamir White? Um, no, that's uh, no, 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 no. His name was uh, Dwan, I'm sorry, Dwan Mathis. Dwan, Dwan Mathis. Uh, he starts the game for Georgia. He's like the athletic dual quarterback guy, and the offense looks terrible. Then at halftime, they bench him. They bring in Stetson Bennett. He looks solid. He throws for two touchdowns. They get the offense moving. They end up winning thirty-seven to ten. I don't think they covered the spread. I think it was a little bit more than that, but. They struggled at first, and now maybe they think they found their guy. Also in the news just today is that uh, USC Southern Cal transfer quarterback JT Daniels, who transferred to Georgia, he is now uh, healthy. Uh, he he had been he wasn't cleared medically to play, so now there, there's just all these these questions at quarterback. And Kirby Smart is saying there's still a quarterback competition. So we don't really know who we're going to see next week, but it looks like right now Stetson Bennett's the best option for them. First of all, that's a nice name, isn't Stetson it? Bennett. That's an SEC name for that's you, a, right that's there. That's a great name. Yes. and uh, they didn't cover the spread. 
spread was higher than 27? I mean, Arkansas is pretty bad. It might have been. Maybe they did. Maybe it was 25 and a half. I think it might have closed higher than 27. Okay. Um, but it was close. Either way, they were. T- they only had five points at halftime. So good for them for turning it on. Yeah, they, yeah. they scored 22 in the third, uh, but they do get the win. Florida, Ole Miss, this was one of the lone games that, that uh, I got. You know, I, went, I ended up going two and five against the spread this week, which was really poor. Ew. My uh, my year-to-date record, I got it here on the message board, six and nine against the spread. Uh-oh. So, yeah, nice. 69. Um, <laughs> nice. I remember when I, was, uh, when I was growing up, my dad used to coach me in basketball. Yeah. And uh, we, we were probably like in <laughs> like fifth grade and we came up with a play. And so, you know, he, my dad comes into the huddle. He goes, oh, yeah, that's the play. Uh, what do you guys want to call it? And one of my buddies, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, not, you know, uh, he's not like in the league or anything, but okay. he's a mutual friend from high school. You'd know him. Uh, he looks at my dad and goes, how about 69? <laughs> Thinking like my dad, he won't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dads don't know that stuff. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I am six and nine. I'm trying to get uh, get back in the you know positive here. It was a bad, a rough weekend, but we're gonna get it back. Got a lot of football to go, Will. Yep. But uh, Florida did cover and actually almost didn't. Ole Miss was driving late and uh, trying to oh, you know clearly Lane. I think he knew the what the spread was, and they had the ball like second and goal on the last play to try to score a touchdown and blow up that spread. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't get it. So Florida wins, fifty-one thirty-five. Uh, Kiffin's first game for Ole Miss there in Oxford, you know, the offense looks, you know, kind of sharp at first. Uh, we all thought it was going to be John, uh, rise Plumley starting and end up being, um, shoot. Uh, I, I'm pulling it up for you. I'm Matt Corral. The... Sorry, Matt Corral. Uh, Matt Corral ended up getting most of the snaps and he looked pretty solid. I think Ole Miss, you know, like we predicted their defense just wasn't good enough. Florida scores a ton of points. 51 points is huge for Florida. Kyle Trask had a game. No, it was a big game for Florida. That offense on point. I mean, I think there is some serious question marks on the defense. And there's a lot of yeah. defenses this year in the SEC. The SEC, a conference that's usually right there. I mean, yep. with elite defenses, I think this year, a lot more teams with uh, question marks. Yeah, six touchdowns for Kyle Trask. Uh, big win on the road there for the Gators. We talked about Mississippi State beating LSU. The final score there was 44-34. So not only do they cover a 17-point spread, they went out right by double digits. Uh, Another game that uh, I picked wrong, the Auburn-Kentucky game. Uh, Auburn, you know, look, Bo Nix, I still am not a believer. He looked solid. He wasn't asked to do a lot, but, you know, when, you know, he he got the job done. They end up winning 29-13 here. The 14 late points is what got them uh, cut. You know, Auburn ends up covering the spread. We both were on Kentucky, you know, plus seven and a half there. I mean, ugh. I want, I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about what I would have done because Kentucky looked bad, and you could tell yeah. early that Kentucky's. And look, like you mentioned last time at halftime, the halftime score, the halftime this game it was eight seven Auburn. Yeah, and so it was very close. But through the course of the game, you had that feeling, at least I did. Yep. That Kentucky was not going to keep up, and that was that was the case. So. Yeah, there was a big interception. I like Bonex more than you do, though. Yeah, I just look. He's solid. It's just if you're gonna, I don't think they're winning the SEC with Bonex. That's all. I don't think they can do it. We'll see, Will. But the, their defense looked better than I thought, and you know they made it tough on Terry Wilson, the Kentucky quarterback. But uh, I don't know. I'm still. I haven't been a believer in Bo Nixon until he does something crazy. I'm not going to be. Uh, we had our first real Big Twelve game: Texas, Texas Tech. <laughs> this game was a heart attack. It was nuts. Uh, Texas wins sixty-three fifty-six in overtime, but they were down fifteen with three minutes to go. And the best part was uh, Texas Tech uh, quarterback. 
Alan Bowman, he was doing horns down. There's there these memes all around the internet of him going horns down when they were up 15 with three minutes to go. And everyone's like, oh, life comes at you fast. Because then three minutes later, Texas Tech has scored 15 straight points, send it to overtime. They score a touchdown in overtime and win it. And uh, <laughs> rough if you're a Texas Tech fan. They just find a new way to lose every week, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, aren't Red Raiders people who like steal things like thieves and no i thought they is that were what a raider is no they're like cowboys like that you know they have, they have pistols and stuff you know uh do they do they steal things though maybe because i mean so, raiders typically steal you know they go port to port they raid people's shit so sure. could the headline be texas raids win from texas tech Mm, you've done <laughs> you've done better that's all i'm gonna say for that's uh, that's raid. not up to snuff for what i expect from raid, a tyler walgie no. headline no, my headlines are say. usually top notch and when i think raid i do think bug spray yeah. yeah okay well look i think that uh i think that texas tech like had this locked up and it's you know there's no defense in the big 12 i was really hoping this would be the year that texas had a defense and, you know, we'll see how far their offense can take them. They still probably can win the Big 12. They're just going to have to score 50 points every week with Sam Ellinger. They're not. Because their defense is going to give up, you know, I, this. I think Tom Herman. I'm not a believer. You're still, yeah, he's doing horns down right now for those that are just listening. Horns down. Uh, I'm still hook him. This is still my, my interim Big 12 team until the, the Big 10 comes back. So I am a believer in uh, Tom Herman, the Mensa man. You're going to be let down. They yeah, are probably. going to let you down. Probably. Can uh, I? Uh, can, can I have a request. Yeah. Can I put in a put in a request? Formal request. Might be denied. Might be accepted. I we'll know. See. I know. I know. That's why it's a request. Uh, I would like to change my SEC team. Okay. Let's. Well, you were Texas A&M. I was Texas A&M, and who now, is currently ranked number ten in the in the nation. Yes. I want on the leech train. Yeah, I'll I'll allow it because you are you've been on the lead train for so ooh, long. Ooh. I'm surprised you didn't pick them before. I know. I don't know why I didn't, but uh, I'll, I'll allow hop it. on now. I'll allow. All it. right. Uh, speaking of Texas A&M, they look like shit against Vanderbilt. Yes, they did. Vanderbilt's terrible, and they can only score 17 points. Kellen Mond, uh, he sucks. He's a <laughs> he's a senior. He's yeah. a senior. We, we got. Where was he before this? Nowhere. He's he, he's been at Texas a the whole time. Yeah, but like every year, they're like, this is the year, and everyone expects it to be the year because this is Jimbo's third year now at A and M, and their defense is really good, and they have a ton of talent on offense. But until they get like a a, a real play caller, their quarterback, a real you know a guy that can chuck it, I don't I don't think they have it. You know, everyone wants them to compete for the SEC West this year. I don't see it. No, no way. I mean, they have. It seems like they have questions at offensive line. Kellen Mond doesn't seem to be comfortable at all in the pocket. Now, some of that's on him. Yeah. But I think you're right. It starts at quarterback with them, and they're a little overrated. Talk about an overrated team right now. It's probably AM. No joke. I mean, yeah. 17 points at home against Vanderbilt's not Vanderbilt's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And I don't think that we're going to look back on this and say, actually, Vanderbilt has a good defense. I think they're going to get blown <laughs> out by everyone they play. I do too. And so maybe, you know, the only thing you could maybe say if you're trying to, t- if you're an Aggie fan, you're trying to talk yourself into them is that. They, they, it was a whole look ahead thing. They're just looking at the Alabama game that's coming up this weekend, so they just didn't do a game plan. But I don't really believe that. So that's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's true. Could if, be if you need some uh, some positive hope. How about Miami, man? Miami, Florida State, and we know Florida State's bad. But this game, this was another winner that we gave out. Uh, Miami was favored by eleven or twelve points. They blow out Florida State fifty-two to ten here. Miami, you. The U. U. I'm not really a big fan of the U, but they are they're fun to watch this year. Derek King is awesome. Uh the defense looked really good. Poor Florida State, man. If you're a Seminoles fan, 
I feel for you. What happened really to Florida bad. State? It's like they went from being woo way up here to yeah. the laughing stock. I the think. ACC. I think that once Jimbo knew he was leaving, he just said, "I'm going to stop recruiting." I think he kind of screwed them over a little bit, and then they also didn't help themselves by hiring Willie Taggart, and now Mike Norvell inherits all this shit. And mm-hmm. I actually think Mike Norvell is a good coach, and obviously he wasn't on the sidelines for this game because he was out because he tested positive for COVID, but. I think he's a good coach, but he can only coach what he's got, and they have a bad quarterback and and maybe the worst offensive line in the whole Power Five. It's so bad. Their offensive line is horrific. It's not good. Yeah, no, really bad. No. Um, let's see here. Your Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, there we go. They get in the win column. Still no Spencer Sanders, but uh, the backup quarterback looked pretty solid. They beat West Virginia twenty-seven to thirteen. Are you? You don't sound nervous. I think you should still be nervous. About this, this Cowboys team. Not one. I'm nervous. Not one bit. And I, I don't. I, their defense is actually. This might be the best defense they've had in like five years, from dude, what I can see. They're gonna be just fine. I th- I think they need Spencer Sanders back bad, and I think that th- for whatever reason, it just doesn't. This doesn't look like an Oklahoma State offense to me. He'll anymore. be back. Yeah, I know. But like, I'll be good. until like I'm I'm I don't know. I'm a little worried about them. Officially put them in the worried column for me. Uh, not a fan of. This this Oklahoma State offense right now. I, look, I, I you don't you don't think that they're going to bounce back? You really don't trust. I'm not even saying they won't bounce back. I'm just saying like I don't think they're beating Oklahoma. I don't think they're beating Texas. I, I I'm not even sure that at this point they'll beat Iowa State. I mean I don't know. We'll see. Well, good thing they got a couple weeks. Their schedule next three games: Kansas, Baylor, Iowa State. Baylor might be tough. They're definitely getting a, a big win against Kansas this week. So uh, that that'll that'll boost the confidence for sure. Who's getting a big win against Kansas? Oklahoma State. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They play Kansas this this week. So that's it's Kansas. Come on. Everyone gets a big win against Everyone Kansas. Everyone gets wins against Kansas. Even uh, uh even Dorothy won in Kansas in the end. That's very true. Uh Tennessee, we talked about another bet board win for Tyler. The Vols beat Ew. South Carolina on the road. It was a close game. That was actually a really good game. Um, but they get the win. Uh, I was nervous. <laughs> Virginia Tech. They beat. They blow. You notice State. how he doesn't want to talk about the games I won. He just blows right through them. <laughs> no recaps. South yes, Carolina kept that. it close. Yeah, Tennessee, South Carolina was good. Tyler won, and uh, NC State. <laughs> you know, I don't think. I mean, I did give out a blind bet on that one. If you remember. No, no, no. You get the win. I knew it was. You coming. get the win. It's just like you know. Look. Uh, there is Gar- no asterisk. Garantano didn't have to do a lot. The Texas or the Tennessee running game was awesome. Um, Ty Chandler and Eric Gray and all those guys. No excuses. Pick like a champ. I agree. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I was just, you know, I'm saying it's a thing. It's, it's still a thing. It's not an excuse, but it's a thing. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> uh, the Rage and Cajuns get the win on a field goal. They remain undefeated and ranked. Good. Uh, Virginia Tech blows out NC State, and the best part is that. Virginia Tech was down 23 players and their defensive coordinator due to COVID positives and contact tracing, and they still blow out. Their starting quarterback uh, was out, uh, Hendon Hooker. He Who, didn't play. Who'd they play again? NC State. Yeah, that's not good look for NC State. No, not at all. No. 45-24. Bad. Uh, Louisville-Pitt. Pitt gets the win. I was really hoping Louisville would cover here. It was two and a half. Pitt wins by three. The Pitt. Just barely. Uh, clearly, that line was sharp. Um, let's see here. Baylor. Baylor looked good against Kansas. So there's the, there's your caveat. But uh Baylor's first game finally, they looked real good. And uh any other games you want to talk about, Tyler? No. Before we get into 
some movie action here. Uh-oh. Okay, so if you listen last year, we did this a few times. One of my biggest pet peeves with Tyler is that he hasn't seen a lot of my favorite movies. And these are classic movies. They're not just my favorite movies. These are the world. These are America's favorite movies, right? And I so, did watch Top Gun over the coronavirus break. Was that your first time seeing it? It was. Oh, <laughs> nice. Top Gun's a classic, man. It was good. Buzz the Tower. Yeah. Uh, that's I love Top Gun. They're redoing that, by the way. The new one comes out, I think, later this year or early I'm wor- next year. I'm worried. Why? It's because the first one was so good. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And, and Tom Cruise... That man doesn't age. If you look at him from that, that movie came out in like the late 80s, early 90s, and he still looks good. Those Scientologists have something figured out. So they have really good uh, skin creams. They do. That must be it. It's got to be. Um, but we did get Tower to watch a lot of classic movies last year and review them. And sometimes I hated his reviews because you like didn't like the movie or whatever. You know, we did like Saving Private Ryan. What were some of the other movies that we made you watch last year? I forget. Year? Forrest I, Gump. Forrest Gump was one of them. But I keep it real with my reviews. I know you do. I make Roger and Ebro look like a couple bitches. Yeah, well, they are compared to yeah, you. Yeah, no kidding. We, we do some raw, real reviews. Yes, we Triple do. Triple R. So I got a short list here. of. I was just like thinking these aren't not even hold all on, these. Hold on. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Do you like that as a name for this? Triple R, Raw Real Reviews. Triple raw, R. Raw Dogging It with Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We've been heavy on the going in <laughs> raw this year. Uh, yeah, that's cool with okay, me. I think I'm still going to call it Tyler's Outdated Movie Reviews, but the nickname, <laughs> Triple R, I like that. Raw Dogging It with Tyler. Yeah. Um, I have a short list of movies here. I don't know if you've seen any of these yet, but some of these are my favorites. Some are just good movies, and we're going to see, and then we're going to pick. So... First, so we're, we're picking a movie for me to watch this week to review next, next week. week. Yeah, so you're gotcha. going to review it next week. Gotcha. Uh, first up, Braveheart. Have you seen Braveheart? Oh, I have. All right. I have. Classic. I've seen Braveheart. Um, and I love the face paint. That's it's just great. like you're going to a Kentucky game. Oh, William. Uh, oh, William. <laughs> uh, how about Snatch? Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, wait. Is that with... It's a uh, Guy Ritchie movie. It's got like Brad Pitt and uh, no, Jason Statham. Yeah, and, yeah. Yes, so I you have. have seen yes, that? I have. All right, that's a good movie. Um, this one I think you've seen, but I honestly don't know. Have you seen The Matrix, the original? Have you seen The Matrix? No. Let me tell. Let me ask you a question. If you could take a pill and change your transformation, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a line at all. But you have seen it. I guess. Yeah, I've seen The Matrix. I know kung fu. That's that's the, my favorite line. My favorite part about The Matrix, which I wish existed, which will be once Elon Musk does his whole of song course. and dance. Is when they can like upload learning things in a second. Yeah, I would love to learn like a new skill, like how to play like the mandolin or something. Like the man, like that's that. what you would pick. The whole world of knowledge at your fingertips. Instead of learning how to fly a helicopter like him, you'd go teach me how to play the mandolin. I would want to play a good goddamn man- mandolin. Okay, I, I would prefer have the you banjo ever heard over that. A good mandolin. I have. It's very. It's it's oh, beautiful. It's soothing. It's beautiful. Um. Okay. How about this? Have you seen the Prestige? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, this is a Christopher Nolan movie. This is actually one of my favorites. Prestige Worldwide? No, just the Prestige. Okay. It's got Hugh Jackman. It's got, uh, um, Christian Bale and some others. It's, it's a, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan makes great movies. It's called Prestige? The Prestige. The Prestige. Yes, 2006. This is what you're going to watch. Okay. And don't, don't click on anything because I don't want the plot oh. to be given away. Oh, I won't look. No, that's I'll okay. I mean, for the audience. it's not going to give looking. away everything. No, hey, I'm like, I'm like Frank I'll Costanza. tell you, I'll I tell you, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you just like the basic plot is that it takes place in the late 1800s and it's two, no, but it's not boring. It's not boring. Trust okay, me. Right. It's two uh, famous magicians and they are like in a duel Ooh. to try to outdo the other one. They always want to have the best trick and, and that's all I'll say. 
but uh, you've seen a bunch of Christopher Nolan movies, I'm sure, right? He did the Batman trilogy. He did. Yeah, um, yeah I'm down with CN. He's made. He did like uh, Interstellar and Inception, all these movies, right? Um, good movies. And so I'm down the prestige. I'll write it down. We're going to do the prestige. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. I don't know what streaming service it's on. We'll find it for you though. But so next week, Tyler is going to review the prestige. One of my favorite movies. And I think you'll prestige. like it because I know Worldwide. you're Worldwide. a fan of Worldwide. M night Shyamalan twists. And so my know, life is an M night Shyamalan twist. I think you're going to like, I'm your a M. Night Shyamalan twist. twist. Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. And then now we got a movie game, right, Tyler? We've got a movie game, Will. Let's okay. uh let's get to it. So here's By the way, ha- sorry, sorry to interrupt. We're gonna get to Best Bats next. We after will this. So if anyone is waiting on our just, awesome flow, just picks, fast forward. Yeah, you can fast forward. We're gonna do the movie game first and then we're gonna do best bats. Just after go that. ahead and fast forward yep. on there. Yep. All right, so here, let's see if I can play a little This is kind of fun, huh? Oh, game music. A little game show music. I feel like I'm on the price is right. Yeah. Welcome into Guess That. Rating. Okay. You like that? Yeah. All right. That's Come nice. on down. Yeah. All right. So here's how this goes. I'm going to give you a movie. Okay. You tell me what the Rotten Tomatoes score is of that movie. Okay. Now, you're going to have a nice window to work with. You don't have to get it right on. So there's going to be a 10, uh, 10% window. So if you guess 80%, you're going to get, it's going to be anywhere from 75% to 85% is like okay. your range. That's my margin for error. Yeah, margin for error. Okay. Good. Um, so, do you want to do the audience score or the tomato meter? Which do you rely on? I want to do the tomato meter because the audience doesn't know shit. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to explain the difference for the audience, or should I? Well, the audience typically like how many movies will you love, and then you go and look it up, and the audience score is like thirty yeah. percent. And I think typically, you know, sometimes they get it right and sometimes they don't. But I think Rotten Tomatoes does a better because that's like real movie critics, right? Exactly. Yeah. The audience score is all the audience that can publicly vote. The right. tomato meter is certified critics. So yes. we will go tomato meter for each of these all right yep all right let's go number one we are um sandlot okay a movie that tyler's never seen by the way and is a classic this it's gotta be that's why i wanted to pick this because i knew you love it and yeah uh i mean man this is tough because i i hope that i'm not skewed by my own personal bias because I want to say low 90s but i'm actually gonna guess like turning this i'm gonna guess 83 percent tomato rating 63%. 63%. Really? Yeah. You want to keep track of wins and losses? Yeah. Let me let, let me pull this up. Hang on. Yeah. Right. You can use one of my papers if you want. No, I got it. All right. All right so I'm on yeah. one. So 63% for Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score was uh, 83%. Okay. So the yeah. audience much more on par with that one. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. All right. Movie number two. Still a movie you need to see, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. You do. You do. All right. All right. Uh, movie number two. Space Jam. The original, right? We're not talking this garbage with LeBron, right? You don't want to see Space Jam 2? I want to see it so I can hate it. Uh, so I, I can, know you're going to hate it I can see what else LeBron. LeBron's going to ruin. Oh, yeah. well. I'm a LeBron hater. See, you got to go been. in with an open mind. Okay, the original, I remember. I went to see this movie in theaters, by the way. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan growing up. I wanted to be like Mike. All that. Everybody get out. It's not going to be good. If this, oh, By the way, if this is ahead of the Sandlot, then uh, the Rotten Tomatoes people <laughs> can all die in hell. Um, I'm going to guess 38%. Space Jam Rotten Tomatoes is 43%. Woo, nice I got job. one. All right. The audience score was up to 63, so the audience liked it. All right, it. I'm one and one. One and one. All right, next movie, Home Alone. Oh, classic. Kevin! Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 74%. Home Alone? 
got a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm in. You're I'm in. inside 10. You're in. Isn't oh that crazy, gosh. though? Yeah, that is 65%. See, once again. That was a good guess. You know what I think it is, though, is that maybe movie critics are like, well, it's not like a Scorsese film, but it's solid. And, and we all just like, we all just picture it as being perfect because it's like the nostalgia, right? Right. Because this is one of the movies, one of the movies that if you just had never seen before, if we did a Tyler's outdated movie reviews because you had never seen Home Alone, you might be like, it's good, but it's not great. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. All right. Uh, two and one, by the way. Home Alone 2. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh... 13%. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, never mind. I, I was thinking Home Alone 3. Okay. Home Alone okay. 2 is actually, that's in, in New York. Lost that's in a New good York. One. That one might be better than the original. Oh, boy. In, and sorry, what was the last one? 70... 65%. I'm going to go 69%. Nice. 33%. What? The second one's awesome. The Home Pigeon Alone Lady. 2, Lost in New York. Uh, 33%. Come on. You get the guy, uh, Tim Curry, the creepy bellhop guy. Rob Schneider's in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. I'm two and two. <laughs> Rob I can't. Schneider. Dude, Home Alone 2 is awesome. Um, all right. It's, uh, I'm multitasking over here, by the way. You yeah. like this? Producer Wall just uh, getting the music going. Yeah, exactly. he's, he's leading the charge on the game. All right. Next. Dumb and Dumber. Now, this is an interesting one because. People either loved it or yes. hated it. What well, do you think for Dumb and Dumber? people hated it. I'm going <laughs> to go uh, 52%. Ooh, 68%. Ah, yeah. Darn it. Okay. Yeah, that was, two and uh, three. Two and three. Okay. Uh, next. Super size. And we got two left. Yeah. Super size me. This was the documentary, right? The guy that uh, eats all McDonald's every day for 30 days and then dies. Exactly. Uh, 2004 documentary. This would be some movie. I mean, it was fine. My personal, it was fine. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, I think most people probably get the gist of what happens when all you eat is McDonald's for three days. You end up feeling the shitty and hating your life. But I'm going to guess that this is, they loved it for whatever reason. I'm going to go 82%. 92%. Boom. I almost guessed the 90s. I wanted to give myself a little wiggle room there. Okay, three and three. All right. And last... For all the marbles. Yes. As they say. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump. Uh, well, th- I think IMDb, by the way, it- it's like a top 10 rated movie of all time. This has got to be in the 90s, and so I'm going to give myself some wiggle room here just in case. I'm going to go 89. 70. No. So, 71. Wait, that's such bullshit. Is the that, tomato meter score. Now, the audience score. What do they score, know about anything? I'll go ahead and plug the HDMI in so you can actually... Yeah. The audience score has got to be in the 90s, right, for Forrest Gump? 95. Yeah, Forrest Gump's an incredible classic movie. There you go. 71% tomato meter for... uh, I don't know about these tomato people. And from the studio audience? All right, I went three and four. That's not terrible. It wasn't too bad. No, not the worst thing in the world. Hey, I mean, you you did well. Do you like that game? I do. That was fun. That was fun. Should we do best bets? Let's get to it. Best bets. Okay, I want. I, I I gotta make up for it. Two and five last week really sucked. Uh, we've seen a lot of line movement on some of these games. We have some of these big games here. I think we got seven or eight games here to, to go through. So I have two that I love. He's adding. Okay. I, no, 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 oh, not adding. I, I have two that I absolutely love. Okay, and we'll see if they get on the bed. The rest then. are wishy washy, but okay. we'll see what happens with the bedboard and all that stuff. But well, I got two that I'll let you guys know are my favorites. This is why Tyler is a professional better, and I am a square, and I will give out picks for everything. And Tyler, he's got his leans and his likes, but when he yes. loves something, that's probably a good sign. Probably means you we should jump you know. on it. So we'll see if it's a bet board or if I have some sharp 
handicapping as well. First up, yes. the North Carolina Tar Heels going on the road at Boston College. Uh, Tar Heels uh, had their second game canceled and a built-in bye. So they will have had they had two game weeks off. They're going to have three whole weeks between these games here. This line, by the way, is now 13.5 favored in North Carolina. Road favorite, 13.5. Open, 10.5. A lot of money I coming in on the Tar Heels. I can't believe it's gone up to 13.5. I know. That's a lot of movement. Um, small sample size for the Tar Heels. You know, they only had one game against Syracuse. Uh, but we do kind of know what this North Carolina team was from last year, and a lot of starters returning 10 on the offensive side. They score a lot of points, especially through the air, it, which is an interesting battle because uh, Boston College's head coach, Jeff Halfley, he was a defensive back coach for seven years in the NFL. He's big on coaching the secondary. So I kind of think uh, even though the Tar Heels, lo- Tar Heels love to throw, Boston College is actually more vulnerable versus the run this game. Boston College offense not great they only put up 26 points versus duke and 24 versus texas state last week uh or sorry two weeks ago mac brown uh got three weeks to prepare for boston college here i think we might see a close first half but i think unc eventually pulls ahead and boston college is not gonna be able to score enough to keep up i'm laying the 13 and a half if i hope you're like me and you got early last night you got to pick up some of these lines on sunday I'm sure a lot of public money coming in on the Tar Heels. I got them at 10.5. They're now 13.5. As long as it's under 14, I like the Tar Heels here. Now, I could see this getting out of hand, and I don't like this game very much because of the handicap about the coach's time off, right? Each team has had multiple weeks to prepare here, yep. and North Carolina has had several weeks themselves. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know what each coach has done. Like you just said, both coaches have a lot of experience. And so when it comes down to it, I mean, I do trust Mac Brown to come up with some kind of an offense. They're going to put points on the board. To me, it does come down to Boston college. And as you mentioned, they've struggled in their first couple games, uh, 14 points is a ton, but I will uh, lean slightly to uh, UNC. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, next up Baylor at West Virginia, Baylor only one game under their belt, which came this weekend. They had some COVID cancellations, they did look really good, but once again, we mentioned it earlier, it was against Kansas, so take that with a grain of salt. West Virginia has played two games. They're 1-1. One and one. They blew out Eastern Kentucky, and they lost to Oklahoma State last week. Uh, Baylor returned seven starters on offense, including Charlie Brewer, the quarterback. I'm a big fan of him. Only two on defense. Uh, that defense did give up a lot of yards on the ground to Kansas last week, too. Um but their head coach, Dave Aranda, he's a defensive guy. He was a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin for many years and then LSU uh, the last couple of years. But it doesn't scare me that their, their defense gave up r- yards on the ground to Kansas last week, and here's why. West Virginia can't run the ball. They ran the ball 42 times for just 68 yards against Oklahoma State. And I know what you're saying. Okay, that's Oklahoma State. How they do against Eastern Kentucky, a bad team. Exactly what I was saying. <laughs> but they couldn't run on Eastern Kentucky either. They had 75 yards on 32 carries. I think that Baylor is much better at defending the pass than the run, and so this is a good matchup. And I do think Dave Aranda, he fixes some of those issues that Baylor had on defense last week. I think they handle West Virginia uh, West Virginia easily. A lot of public money coming in on Baylor here, minus three. That doesn't scare me, though. I'm taking uh, the Bears, minus three here. Yeah, these are two teams that I don't want to bet on. I think Baylor is so overrated. I think that a lot really? of people are, are having Baylor as a lot better than they're going to be this year. I think they're not a very good team at all. And I don't want to play on West on West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, 
I liked that, you know, Oklahoma State last week, and we're not, we don't, I know we don't want to talk about live bets that much on this show. No, but talk about I it. did end up getting in on, on Oklahoma State that game. And what I saw, I, I, I watched the whole thing pretty much. And what I saw was a West Virginia team who really beat themselves. Yep. Like, that is one negative with Oklahoma State. Is it's like, well, that game wasn't all of them. That was a lot of negatives from West Virginia. So I saw an undisciplined team, unfocused team. They did not look good when it came to winning time in the fourth quarter. And that's a team I'm going to have a lot of trouble putting my money behind. So again, reluctant, slight lean, but I have to go with Baylor just based on which of the least favorites do you like here? Yeah. And you know, I talked last week about some live bets and obviously it's a cheese ball thing to be like, Hey, I got all these bets right when I didn't give them on the week before. But the truth is that if you're going to be betting college football, especially this year with so many question marks at who's going to play each week, like you should be playing those live bets because I mentioned for me, it was that Miami Louisville game is that that was a three point spread. And by the second time Miami had the ball, you could just tell it was so obvious that Miami was was so much better than Louisville. And so be looking for that, especially because you can see that the they adjust those spreads. But if a team after just a couple possessions just looks so much better, a lot of times there's there is a lot of value on these live bets. I've been playing a bunch of them. Everyone else should too. And obviously we can't give out those live bets, you know, uh, during the show. But a lot of times if you feel like a team is that much better and the other team scores, maybe then you can get some value off the spread at that point, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I always like people getting involved live. It's yeah, very cool. For yeah. sure. Uh, it's tough for me, though, because this is the first year I don't have cable. I'm just streaming everything. And it is tough when you're like just even 20 that, seconds behind. That's why you make, have to wait until timeouts. Yeah, for sure. It makes all the difference. Um, next up, Oklahoma going on the road at Iowa State after they lost last week. I'm not entirely sure who either of these teams are yet. Uh, Oklahoma was looking like the same Oklahoma team that I expected from the last couple of years until the second half collapsed against K-State. Uh, Spencer Rattler, he can pass, but he can't run. He's unlike these last few quarterbacks. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's not even Baker. He's really not very mobile. Um, Iowa State, I don't know what the hell this team is about. The defense is hot or cold. Brock Purdy has been so disappointing. He's only got one passing touchdown all year. Uh, you know, The two games against Louisiana and TCU combined – and he's a guy I've been a huge fan of, and I've been, I've been, you know, last year they were my pick to win the Big Twelve. I've been a champion of of Iowa State and Matt Campbell, and they've been super disappointing. Oklahoma, they gave up a ton of passing yards to Kansas State last week, but they were really good against the run. Their defense was real. They they stopped the run really well. This bodes well for the Sooners because the Cyclones have struggled to pass the ball, and they've done most of their damage on the ground so far. You know, then again, the other way to look at it is that. Oklahoma's vulnerability in the passing game could set up for Purdy to finally have a good game, which we know he is capable of. He's very talented. Uh, Iowa State almost beat Oklahoma last year. They lost by just one point. They haven't lost to Oklahoma by more than 10 points in the last four meetings. So I'm really not comfortable laying. What is this? This is at, uh, it's now only six and a half. This, this line opened 10, a lot of money coming out on Iowa State. At six and a half, it's kind of enticing at just underneath that touchdown number. I'm still not super comfortable laying the points here, but I do think we see a lot of points from both teams. This is the Big 12. I don't think either team is going to have a good defense. The total is at 62 right now. With that same point total, uh, this matchup would have gone over in all of the last three meetings between these two teams. So I'm going to take the over 62 here. Yeah. 
You're going over. 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 <laughs> okay. Over in the Big 12. Shocker, going right? going over. All right. Yep. Uh, so this is like my third game. This is not one of the top two I love, but if okay. I had to pick a game, this is my third favorite game of the week. Oklahoma minus six and a half is a very, very good spot here. Iowa State, look, Iowa State struggles in, in, in games like this. They have the last couple of, uh, of years. It's This is not about Brock Purdy. This is not really about Iowa State. Now, I don't think they have the defense to stop what we're going to see from Oklahoma this week. Right. But this is a classic bounce-back game. Oklahoma, in a weird year, knows what we were talking about earlier. If they go undefeated the rest of the season, which they are more than capable of doing. Definitely. They're going to be just fine. And they're looking across the Big 12, seeing Texas give up all those points to Texas Tech, seeing Oklahoma State really struggle. They're like, okay, we're fine. You know, we just got to win out. We're going to be okay. This is a statement game for Oklahoma. They're going to be... They, what were they up last week on uh, Kansas State? They were winning that game. Yeah, they were up handily. by 14 or 17. And you talk point. about the yards they gave up and all that stuff. It's like, look, Oklahoma gave up those yards because... I'm sorry, but it's early in the season and they got distracted. They didn't finish the game like they like a good, disciplined Oklahoma team who had maybe more practice time, more time around the coaching staff. That's not like Oklahoma, right? They don't just stop playing like they did. They completely gave up. You know, they were running not a prevent defense, but essentially putting their guys back, whatever. Before you know it, they're having to snap back into game mode and it was too late. So yep. I think they're going to be just fine. I think they come out and make a big statement here. I'm fading early money, which does concern me a little bit, but six and a half is a very good number for an Oklahoma team I think could blow Iowa State out I'm gonna go Oklahoma minus a six and a half very true yeah would you have laid them because this this I would have taken a nine and a half I would have taken them minus nine so you still you really love it then oh for sure that's why it came up to it went from just like one of those slight uh, leans to I'm, I'm probably gonna end up betting a little bit on this game so definitely jump on that and we we talked about this uh you know off mic but we're going to start releasing the audio the audio is going to be out you know we're recording this on monday either monday night or tuesday morning from now on and the youtube will come out later on tuesday or wednesday morning so make sure you listen early in the week because these these lines are going to move and now obviously that line moved from 10 down to six and a half i wouldn't be surprised to now see money come in on oklahoma and move up above that seven mark and right now you want to get it underneath seven if that's what you're taking with tyler here make sure that you subscribe yeah. uh, for whatever you listen whether it's spotify or apple Podcasts or google play there's always an option to subscribe and get notifications when new podcasts come out so do that and subscribe on uh, youtube because when those come out get notified on there as well so definitely uh, just ways to stay involved all right, next up, I'm going to have you go first because I want to know where you lean before I lean. The next game we're doing, it is uh, Service Academy, Navy, on the on the road at Air Force. This line opened up as Air Force favored by one. Navy is now a seven-point favorite on the road at Air Force. Tyler, who you got? We are going Air Force plus the seven, and this is one of my best bets of the week. Uh, for the third time in 17 years, in the last 17 years, uh, let me repeat that. For the third time in the last 17 years, Navy, after two games, is averaging fewer yards than the average team in college football. Okay? Think about that. The average team in college football is gaining more yards on the ground than Navy Than is. a service and option team. Navy's giving 160 yards on the ground to uh, the average team's about 170. Okay? With this option offense, either you have it or you don't. And this Navy team certainly doesn't it's like it reminds me of the dr evil you're just 
don't get it, do you, Scott? <laughs> you don't. That's like this team. They can't run it, this quarterback. It's like I see now why he's a senior and they've tried to plug and play every year around this guy. He doesn't get the offense. It's not working. They've struggled in their first couple games against teams far, far worse than Air Force. Meanwhile, an Air Force team that brings back nine starters on offense, 11-win team, keep in mind, they don't need... See, what you have to do in this weird coronavirus times is start weighing where things matter more. And Air Force is a team like Mississippi State that runs a system. Now, what we saw with Mississippi State was a brand new team run that system very well. What I think we're going to get from Air Force, which we should have gotten from Navy if they were capable of doing so, is is what we is a good offense and a good showing. Yeah. If Navy Navy were capable of doing so, there's no reason they play two duffs of a game and then show up in a huge rivalry game against probably the best defense they've seen so far. It's stopping the option. Air Force knows how to stop the option. This offense, again, nine returning starters on offense. They know exactly what they're doing. I think they pick up right where they left off last year. And the fact that this line has moved from Air Force as a favorite to a seven-point underdog provides so much value. I like them to win this game, but I'm going to be safe here and take the points. One of my favorite games so far this year on the show, and on top of all that, this is going to be played in Colorado. And I know that yep. Air Force hasn't, been pl- hasn't played yet, but... I think that that is, and I'm not sure you're handicapped, and I don't want to diminish if you're going to go there hard, but I don't think that's a big deal with Air Force. With this team, with this coaching staff, playing in an altitude they're used to, Navy, Navy having to go to altitude, all of these things. When you come up with a good handicap, it's kind of like building a, a, a case in court, right? You can't just say one thing. You've got to come up with this and the time and all. There's layers, right? Yeah. That's what provides a good handicap. I think there's layers here why we should bet on Air Force. Uh, let's go Air Force plus seven. I'm going the same. I was really hoping that you were going to take... Navy because all all the public money that's flooded in and I do think that is because Air Force hasn't played yes. yet and Navy's got two games the only reason why and Air Force by the way only playing two games this year obviously the the Mountain West uh, canceled their season they are coming back I think now uh, I think all the conferences are back so maybe that changes for Air Force but if the Mountain West was canceled they were only going to compete for the commander in chief trophy they were going to play uh, Navy at home and on the road at Army um, and so the battle for the commander in chief trophy b- begins here I, I, for pretty much all the same reasons here, uh, Air Force hasn't played a game yet, but that doesn't really freak me out because of how we've seen Navy struggle, and especially early. Uh, Navy got destroyed by BYU, and they ended up going down 24 nothing to Tulane in their second game. They did come back and win that game, but it doesn't bode well for the coaching staff. You know what's their what's their uh, what's what's the problem with their game plan where they're getting blown out early? Uh, Navy they do have two weeks to prepare, so. You know, there's not a huge advantage here for Air Force having extra time, but the line open Air Force minus one, and it's moved so fast in Navy's favor that now there's all this value on Air Force getting you know a set seven points, uh, a seven point cushion here. I love, like you said, the Air Force is at home, the altitude. If you're not familiar with you know competing in altitude, it's real. There's a reason why the Broncos are so good at home. There's a reason why why University of Wyoming, University of Colorado, all these. All these schools that get the altitude advantage, it is real. And Navy, obviously, I mean, they're the Naval Academy. They play at sea level. So they're not used to that. Um, Navy hasn't won at Air Force since 2012. The home team has won this game the last seven years running. Now that you can get Air Force plus seven, I love it. So I'm with you there. Uh, Another best bet for us, Air Force plus seven. There we go. Love it. And uh, I was was hoping you'd take Navy because, (laughs) look, for our bet board games, I'm not going to lie, I want my favorite games to be on my bet board side. But... I think it's smart there that, uh, that you're on Air Force too. Yeah. Uh, next up, Texas A&M Aggies going on the road at Alabama. 
big matchup for the SEC uh, West. And Alabama right now a 16-point favorite. Open 17.5. Texas A&M, we talked about their – I mean, it, it was woof performance from them against Vanderbilt. This is supposed to be the year for Jimbo and the Aggies. Kellen Mon, I talked about him earlier too. He's just not a guy that I have faith in, and especially not against an Alabama coach defense where Nick Saban knows exactly how to take advantage of a quarterback that's not accurate and struggles with stuff like that. So the offense isn't going to be great against Alabama. Now the question becomes, how much can this Aggie defense slow down Alabama? And then Mac Jones, all of his horses. you got Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. And it is a really good Texas A&M defense. They bring back almost their entire defense from last year that was very good. They gave up only 23 points per game, but you look at the two games they had last year against Alabama and LSU, the two best offenses in the SEC. They gave up 47 points to Alabama and 50 to LSU. 97 points, that's a third of all the points they surrendered on defense the entire season in just two games. 16 is a big number, and I do think A&M is probably a lot better than how they looked against Vanderbilt. But with this game being in Tuscaloosa, the recent history between these two teams where you've seen Alabama cover big numbers like this, I am laying the 16. I love that it's underneath that 17 number. Haven't seen a total on this game either, but I might be leaning under as well. I don't see Texas A&M scoring a lot of points here. Yeah, I don't have a lot on this game. I like Alabama. I don't love this price. I'm not betting against Nick Saban. So yeah, I'm taking the 16 and a half with Alabama. Okay, fair enough. Staying in the SEC, got the Auburn Tigers going on the road at the Georgia Bulldogs. Right now, Auburn, a six-and-a-half-point underdog on the road. Open seven, a little bit of money coming in on uh, on Auburn here. Auburn, they did look better than I expected them to against Kentucky, especially on defense. Bo Nix didn't have to do a lot, but he got the job done when he had to. Georgia struggled. We talked about this really bad in the first half. Uh, Duan Mathis, not the guy. They bring in Stetson Bennett. They get the offense moving. They were able to score points. Uh, I think Bennett does end up getting the start here. There is Kirby Smart says it's still a competition, and now you add JT Daniels into the mix. Either way, neither offense really looks great to me. And both these teams struggled to run the ball in their first matchup. And you look at both these teams, their defense did great. They were really good against the run in their games. Uh, the total for this game, 45 uh, points. Open 43, some money has come in on the over. We've seen it move all the way up to 45. Six of the last seven meetings between these teams fell under that number. And when you take into account Georgia struggling to score against Arkansas uh, and Georgia, frankly, having Auburn's number on defense, Auburn has only scored more than 14 points one time in the last seven meetings with Georgia. This game stays low. I'm going under 45. So this is seven right now. Okay, so it is uh, seven. Up, yeah, seven as we speak. It, um, it did move to six and a half, but it's probably going to hover right around there. This is my other uh, big pick of the week. Uh, I love Auburn here, plus seven. I think Auburn certainly could win this game outright, but seven I, for, I feel comfortable with. I think it's a little bit of value. Um, Auburn is coming in in this game after looking very, very good. And I think Georgia stumbling in the first half, then having that big second half, I think there's an overreaction to how good they looked in the second half. I, I really believe so. I, I like the, the coaching staff for Auburn. I've talked about this before the season even started. I think that this coaching staff is underrated, and in games like this, division games, they always play very, very well. I mean, I think Auburn, again, one of the more underrated... Well, they're actually in the... Sorry to correct you. They're, they're in opposite divisions, I, but I they're rivals. Division. That is a rival. Thank you for that. Yes. I meant uh, SEC games. Right. In, in, in this uh, SEC games like this, they play very well. Um, 
I just like this coaching staff matchup. I think they can run the football. No one thinks Auburn can run the ball right now. I believe they can. And uh, Bo Nix, I have a lot more faith in him than, than you do, for sure. Uh, Auburn is 11-4 and four against, the spread, uh, against the spread. Their last 15 games when they're playing on the road. So uh, I like Auburn. Number. Yeah, so I like Auburn to cover here. All right, he likes Auburn plus seven. I like under 45. Last but not least, we're sticking in the SEC. We're sticking with Mike Leach. We got Arkansas going on the road. Right now it is 18, open 17, Mississippi State 18-point favorite. I'm going Squaresville here. I'm drinking all the Bulldog Kool-Aid. After seeing them put up 600 yards on LSU and Tiger Stadium, now they get their first home game under the Mike Leach era. Tell me how Arkansas is going to keep up. I don't see it. Uh, fuck stats. I'll be a SpongeBob SquarePants here with this bet. Take Mississippi State while you can get them at 18. I think this closes closer to 20, maybe 21. I think they can hang 60 on this Arkansas team. Good luck to the Razorbacks. I'm also, maybe a little, because I know that Mississippi is allowing a certain number of fans in the stadiums. Big time advantage that their fans get cowbells. Cowbell. Because uh, a, eight, cowbell. an 800 or an 80,000 seat stadium that only has 20,000 people and it's not very loud, but you add 20,000 people all banging on the cowbell maybe that actually does get in the head for arkansas i love mississippi state here laying even the big number of 18 i do too big number doesn't scare me doesn't no. bother me i will go big number mississippi state covers and covers comfortably all aboard the mike leach uh, all train. that's it for best bets we are i got one more thing i wanted to oh bring yes up here. yes current events i saw <laughs> i just want to get your opinion on this stuff so i saw this story 2020 has been a wild year we got a pandemic we got an it's an election year that's going to be a blast and then i see this headline that uh some officials in the houston area of texas they tested some water and found a brain eating amoeba in a texas city's water supply Good. so on that's top fantastic. of a pandemic that's affecting the whole world maybe we've got brain eating amoebas in houston uh if you live in the houston area might be time to get some bottled water if it's still on the shelves. Or uh, start filtering your water. There you go. Yes. Yeah, I know you're a big water filter guy. I do. I like the water filters. Yeah, I have a Brita pitcher. Uh, what do you got? You got something even more well, next level? Brita's... Coffee you, filters? You gotta get rid of the Brita. I really? Tell, I tell people this because... Is that just like brand name? Like I'm just a basic bitch? Yeah, it is. Well, and, and apparently, from what I read, is that Brita's don't make it's not guaranteed all the water filters through it's just like if it passes through and then the filter right because it's like a thing that goes into the water right? yeah yeah you need one that actually the water pours through well no the water does pour through the pitcher filter okay it has a top thing you fill it up and then it and all then it goes drains through. down into the bottom I, I, I just heard that brita's don't get out they get out like a couple things but okay. it doesn't do like there's doesn't do brain eating amoebas i can i can i hope so what is mine called? It's called uh, Clearly Filtered. Not sure I would mind too much getting a brain-eating amoeba. It might be kind of nice to just be so stupid that nothing bothers you, you know? If an amoeba wants to come and make my life not stressful and not have to worry about stuff by eating some of my brain cells, I think it might actually be cool with that. I think that would annoy me. Rough life think, being uh, a genius like me, Harvard-educated genius, yeah, well, as yeah, we know. You got it tough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this shit freaks me out. Hey, hey, here it is right here, Will. What? This is the water is filter the, numbers? Yeah, so here. I'll just... I can't make it big. So look at the clearly filtered compared uh -huh. to the Brita compared to the pure lead pitcher. It's so small, I can't read it. So it, that, just that's... Just tell me uh, it's good. Fluoride, lead, arsenic, chromium-6, yep. hormones, herbicides, pesticides. Brit, Brita doesn't do any... Brita gets chlorine, it reduces mercury, and it reduces benzene. Oh, that's it? It's pretty much all it does. And then this... Clearly Filtered is doing all this, but the Clearly Filtered, just so you know, it's like 80 bucks. 
Okay, yeah, I think the Brita one's like forty or right, fifty yeah. or something. So, so okay, so okay, it's actually not but that it gets, much more. It's arsenic, and I don't know how much I, you know, herbicides kind of taste good. Maybe I want that in my water. <laughs> um, pesticides, maybe not. Herb, herbicides, yeah. you know. Uh, Herb, they're vegan. Um, Amazon, they just debuted a new. It's like associated. So they bought like that whole ring, you know, the ring doorbell that you can get that has a camera yeah, on it. Yeah, and those are pretty slick. My mom has one. It's honestly pretty cool. I like them. Uh, they unveiled a new ring camera that is for inside your house, and it's a drone. And you put it in your home, and then it it flies around your house. It like figures out the path, and it flies around. And has a camera what? on what? And it's for home security. So if you're away and you're like, I wonder if someone's inside my house, you can send a camera drone. What the fuck is happening to the uh, yeah, world? Yeah, maybe dude. now is the time to sound the alarm on <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Like he basically is a James Bond villain at this point. Okay. He's the richest man in the world. He's buying newspapers. He's gonna have a camera on all of our homes. Uh, I don't know if he read the book 1984. Turns out that book should be. Uh, a warning, not a manual. And yet he's like treating that like uh, this is going to be how I set up the world from now on. Have you heard the song 1984? From who? In 1984, uh, Bowling for Soup. No. In 19... Oh, I think it's 1985. In 1985. <laughs> that, that does not apply. Have you read 1984? It's more of the story? Uh, no, it's but all I about, remember it's like it a dystopian. Like it it's a dystopian future where, you know, the government has a camera in everyone's home and all this stuff. It's terrifying. And that's where we're going uh you know jeff bezos richest man in the world about to put people he's got a camera on people's doorsteps what I'm doing all the now time. he's got this thing that's gonna fly around your home autonomously he's the government's gonna get a hold of again government government's gonna get a only, hold of it only 300 dollars. i bet you more than anything my mom ends up getting one and she'll be like <laughs> isn't this great like she got me for christmas once like the amazon <laughs> echo thing to yeah. talk to and Ooh. i was like nope no thank you yeah you know my phone spies on me enough i don't think i need an extra like you know wiretap in my i've house. been very skeptical the echo the alexa that being said uh if you are listening jeff bezos sponsor us we will gladly <laughs> <laughs> you know i as much as i shit on him for maybe being a james bond villain i buy all my stuff on amazon prime it is very slick yeah, I do so too. sponsor us amazon we like that i do too <laughs> that's all we got for the show this week guys Thank you for listening. Tyler mentioned it. Subscribe on YouTube at CFB Weekly. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast player you're listening on. Uh, Tyler, your Twitter. At Tyler Wolge. I'm at Will Chambers CFB. Make sure you follow us. Follow the show at CFB Weekly where we tweet out information about the show. And we will talk to you guys next week.